know that the unemployment rate in Nigeria is rising geometrically as the population increases? Unconfirmed statistics has it that thousands of graduates pass through the mandatory National Youth Service Scheme every year without the hope of getting a job after the exercise. Welcome to Career and Employability Talk with Shegun Akiode. Welcome to Career and Employability Talk. This is your host, Shegun Akiode. For first-time listeners, I like to describe myself as a born teacher. And I'm the author of the fastest-selling book, Corporate Misfit, Immutable Career Lessons for Fresh Graduates. Interestingly, I read chemical engineering, but currently I'm in the human rig of career and employability coaching. The main theme of this podcast is that without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you move from point A to point B in your career journey by sharing critical career lessons with you. Two great target audience, fresh graduates, those just entering into the job market, and experienced young professionals will benefit greatly from this podcast. In few minutes, you're going to be listening to this episode of the podcast. See you in a few minutes. Okay, welcome back. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be hosting a guest and um, I'm going to read a short profile of my guest shortly, then you will get to meet my guest. Uh, my guest is Teju Folalade. Now, Teju is a certified human resource manager and a member of the Chartered Management Institute and an affiliate member of the Chartered Institute of Marketing UK. She has more than nine years experience as a career professional within the telecoms and the e-commerce industry. She has worked with various companies and personal individuals with iReferral Network. In the past, she has lectured on personal relationship, career success, online business growth, and content marketing. She is a contributing columnist across various websites on career building, relationship, business growth geared towards careerists, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Teju is a lot of things, including being a blogger, vlogger, and a web show host. Wow. Teju, welcome to Career and Employability Talk. Hi, Shegun. Thank you for that. Sometimes wow. <laughs> you hear some things about yourself when it's been read, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've achieved that, actually. Interesting. <laughs> so, so, can you just... this? I know you said this is the short version. Can you give me the shorter version? Ah. Please, Teju. <laughs> Okay, um, Teju is a lot of things actually. I I consider myself a jack of all trades. I have interest in a lot of things. Um, I believe I shouldn't limit myself to one thing. I except if, if across all the all those things you've mentioned, you'll discover that most of them still boil down under coaching. Okay. So it's just different, different angles, but it's still like, it's still all about talking, coaching, discussing, giving people advice. So okay. I'm good at that. I think that's where most of my skills come from. Um, I excel more when I not necessarily tell people what to do, but direct them towards what they need to do. I'm good at leadership direction. So okay. everything you said here <laughs> with all the long sentences. Okay. It's more of leadership direction. Okay. I enjoy doing a lot of things. Okay, I 
usually when I tell people about career and employability talk, I said this is a podcast that helps you to move from point A okay. to point B in your career journey. Mm-hmm. Now, and from your summary, you're trying to let me know that everything has been around showing people direction, coaching. Yes. Now, can you tell me a little bit about what some of the places you've worked that has given you leverage and more like preparing you to show direction because it's easier to know the way because you've gone through that path sure, before. Sure, sure. Okay, so just briefly. Okay, so um, I started my career with Etel. I was a call center agent. I later became like an assistant supervisor. Um, that was basically more of customer service. So I'm very, very, very customer service oriented. Okay. After that, I was opportunity to work with an e-commerce company, which is Conga.com. I currently work there and because I joined as a pioneer staff, I've worked across different functions. I've served in different units. I've been a customer service personnel. I've worked as an executive assistant. I've been a coordinator. I've done a lot of things. So I've been able to guide so many people that came after me. Teams I I managed, I've been able to guide them towards some internal processes and also some external processes. So it's basically, I've also... Um, done some HR functions as well. Okay. So I've been able to do a lot of things with this company. So most of what I am here, if I'm going to say the truth, I I was able to do that because I was with Conga. I mean, I've been able to do that with another company. Really. Okay. Interesting. Now, one of the things that is interesting to me in your profile is the fact that you have always been working with people. So okay. that means you're very strong when it comes to relationship. And it makes it easy for you to show people direction. Yes. And today, uh, interestingly, you know, when we're having this conversation offline, uh, we discussed some of the things we're going to be saying today. Okay. We're going to yes, be discussing. And we've tried to, we're going to be talking a lot of things around graduate employability, things around preparing for interviews. What do you need to do on your CV? The part on your profile you didn't mention is the fact that you do copywriting. And recently, you have a CV writing service which you offer. Don't worry. Uh, you're allowed to sell your market. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that when okay. we now start talking about some of the mistakes people make mm-hmm. when it comes to their CV. So, all of this is going to be able to, uh, let me say, summarize on the job search in Nigeria. So, yes. we'll just try to look at the career journey for any typical job seeker. Uh, both fresh and experienced hires. So, okay. which one do you think we should pick first? Should we just delve into graduate employability? What's yes, your thoughts process? Uh, for graduate um, employability, I believe the graduates we have today, they are products of our systems. Okay. They are products of what we've created. In as much as we want to say, oh, most of these graduates are unemployable, but it says a lot about the society they find themselves in schools in the universities most of what i what i know today i didn't learn them in the university that's just the truth okay. i most of what i know today it was what i picked up maybe from the internet or certifications or trainings i attended outside school now the thing is the universities focus more on theories they focus more on what is this most lecturers want you to tell them exactly what it what they taught you sometimes if you're so creative you even get they, they can fail you so most of the graduates we have today are being taught to regurgitate exactly what they learned in school we don't focus on creativity we don't focus on entrepreneurship you don't focus on things that 
can prepare the graduates for what they know. But because I was opportune to fall into the job um, job market early enough and also take advantage of the internet, I've been able to brush myself up. But if I hadn't been opportune to do that, I may also be like them. So what we have today, the graduates we have today are products of our society, the products of our system. The society did not prepare them for what is currently out here now. Most of them are carrying outdated ideas and information, even our doctors. Yeah. So it's not just the graduates we have today. Okay. Someone is telling me something, I'm like, this thing will not work. So some of them, they come out, they have that theoretical knowledge, but they don't have the practical knowledge. Most businesses today want entrepreneurs, they want sociopreneurs, they want people, entrepreneurs, people that can take their business to the next level. Forgetting that, this graduate, so whichever graduate you have now, you have to train them, you have to tutor them, and also our graduates as well, they are not curious enough it's something i've discovered even among things i've managed in the past curiosity inclusiveness is missing so if you're not curious if you're if you're not inclusive you'll be you will settle for mediocrity you're like i'm fine let me just find somewhere to enter jerry this somebody should just take me so you find them they don't they don't have you it's rare to see students that like, graduates that are entrepreneur entrepreneurial in nature okay. you have to let them learn it they are scared of taking risk i was discussing with someone yesterday a young guy who's a graduate who's 23 and i told him that if i were your age i will be a millionaire by the time i'm 30 yeah. based on what i know now Okay. So most of them, they do, most of them, they don't have that. It's you can't blame them, but at the same time, you have to blame them because you have to be curious. Mm. You see young persons driving Porsche, driving Lamborghini, and here I am driving my um, <laughs> end of discussion. And what what excuse do you have? Okay. It's not our parents now. Yeah, some of them may not be rich, and you're like, oh, you you you. We don't ask them, but our kids are going to ask us why why what were you doing when your mates were doing it? Do, do you understand? I, I can see the passion at which you are saying this, and uh, there's a dimension which we need to draw a balance mm-hmm. now. The society, the system has not prepared the graduate enough yes. to be able to take the work or to be prepared for the world of work. Now, there's also this angle to a sense of entitlement. The fact that I've gone for a BSc, four-year course, three-year course, is that a, let me say, an assurance that I will get a job? What okay. you, what's your take? Because there's this sense of entitlement around it which now draws in the salary issue. And I was in a conversation recently and someone was saying, why would you pay a fresh graduate that's gone to a university, a private university for most of the younger graduates, and the amount you're trying to pay as a starting salary, 40000 50000 that's not even up to one year's tuition. And there's this sense of entitlement okay. to what's... In your, in your line of work with graduates, with fresh graduates, and the point of recruiting, uh, basically in the line of your coaching, what's your thought process around it? Okay, so, um, Shagam, I'm also going to go back to what I said earlier, that okay. graduates are products of society. 
entitlement in Nigeria is embedded in each person, not just graduates. Okay. You find someone who has been in a position for four years, assume, believe that because I've been here for four years, if a position is vacant, it should be me. So mm. when you bring somebody who is more qualified, it doesn't matter. I've been here for four years. Or you find someone saying, because I'm this age, someone should call me sir or ma'am in a workplace. Mm. So entitlement is not just to graduate. Okay. Now, back to that, it's, it's still a product of what the society expects. I mean, if I went to a university and I was paying millions and I come out, I expect, I mean, in all fairness, when I graduated, I graduated from a private university as well. And when I came out into the job market, I also had expectations. Hey, okay. my friends had paid this amount. One nonsense number now often. It's, it's just, it's just, I don't know about, for people who went to um, public universities, the expectations may have been lower. You just want to get into, you know that the job market is like, tough but a lot of us that went to private universities it was part of what we were promised mm. that once you graduate you're mm. going to get jobs easily mm. so with that notion i i expect i'm not to i'm going to have companies lining up to take me so if i have companies lining up to take me i expect i i have expectations it's okay. you may call it entitlement but it's knowing my value however if you can back that entitlement up with value i mean Right now, data, reading data is like a skill. I'm also learning it as well. Mm-hmm. If I have someone who can read me data, who can, who can read trends from data to help me solve my business problem, and the person tells me, I'm sorry, I want 400,000 naira, I want 700,000 naira, justify that money you want to collect and give me the work you want to do. But a lot of them don't even have it. Mm-hmm. You see someone quoting figures that you can't even calculate. <laughs> okay, so um, it's a function of you don't have an issue with demanding for an amount. No, I don't. Of, but it's a function of the value you you can bring to, to the, the table. table. Yes. So now takes me to the next question. How do you think graduates and professionals can demonstrate value in an interview session? For me, it's still all about curiosity. It's still all about inquisitiveness. If you're going for interviews, a lot of people come for come for interviews unprepared it's mm. surprising that people don't even know the companies they are get, they, 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 they can't hold a conversation but you also cannot blame them because interviews have been following the same process for years you see recruiters interviewing people and typing on their laptops you interview they, they don't want to print the series tell me about no no you know not even that someone is to you about okay. what you're doing but you're typing on your system maybe you're chatting with some colleagues then at a point you're like i mean i've sat in interviews i've seen people do that but, uh, sorry w- could you go back to what mm. you just said i mean as a fresh graduate i may tolerate that but for what i know now if someone does that to me during an interview i will walk out that do you want me to come back another day? So it be, it's, it's dependent on the level you still are career-wise. Okay. You can do that for someone who is really job say, Let me just enter this organization. But if you do that to someone on a senior management level and the person is talking to you and you're typing, there's, so it's, it's, it's a case of graduates trying to meet up to what they know. 
if so, if I walk into it, when I interview um, some graduates, I don't even start with expectations. I ask you questions that you already revealed the answers to me. Hey, what do you do? How about your parents? Are your parents in Lagos? What do they do? Oh, how about your sister? You say you're the firstborn. I ask you questions that get you comfortable. Okay. But you get into an organization, you already have an idea, the pattern. Tell me about yourself. Why should I hire you? Um, how much can you? How much do you earn? What's your current salary? If I do the, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Mm. So those candidates are preparing for an exam. Mm. Just like a, um, a verbal exam. So they are scared. They are, we are all scared of exams. We, we all get worried. So if the pattern of interviews can change, I think graduate responses to it will also change. Mm-hmm. That's just it. They are, fit, they are giving back what they are being fed. But, but looking at it from now, you're giving me the picture of the interviewers. Now, there are a few things that the candidate may not have control over typically the person interviewing you yes but some of the things that you have control over uh let me give you a typical example of some of those typical uh suspects questions okay tell me about yourself and the guy goes by telling you the name the school he graduated from and all the other interesting stories so in your own perspective how do you think a graduate or a young professional should answer that question can we get to meet you ah, in an man. interview? <laughs> you are putting me on this spot. Do you know? That question alone still gives me the creeps, even for someone who is so experienced. Mm. Because different recruiters want different responses. Just like you said, someone mentions their name. I've seen recruiters that tell me, oh, you have to start like that. My name is, mm. I'm a Christian. We live on number four, <laughs> Bajulai Street. It sounds funny, but some recruiters want that. Okay. While someone, So for me, I tell people, when people when you're being asked tell me about yourself the recruiter is interested in just your professional journey what have you done you don't have to start with he can see in your resume that you work as a manager or you're a specialist so you just have to start oh i didn't actually envisage my um, starting my career as a customer service manager i started during my internship i had from there so after that i was able to so you're starting with your career but you're coming from an angle letting them know how you started and also you can also include that in three words i'm a writer I'm a coach and I'm also a data scientist. Yeah. Before going into data um, science, I was writing for so so and so blog. After that, so after that, I went to Conga. Then you can also start with, let's say, for one, um, a strong achiever. You can blow your trumpet, but what the recruiter wants to know is how you can solve the problem of the industry, of their company. So that's what you need to focus on. It's just your professional life. You don't have to tell them your university. It's there. So it's when you're just met, or maybe you have some information you had during the university. Okay, while at the university, I actually started off studying chemistry, but... It wasn't doing so well. I wasn't doing so well. I decided to focus on accounting. Mm-hmm. And from accounting, I decided I wanted to study. I went to. So you're, you're still talking about your career, but you're coming at it from another angle. You okay. don't need to start with your name. Okay, so that's more like telling a career story. Yes. And trying to connect the dots. Exactly. And emphasize likely questions. Exactly. Like if, for example, I read chemical engineering and I'm interviewing for an HR job. <laughs> Before they get to ask me why chemical engineering, why HR, I can actually answer that from my own introduction. You got that right. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. I think we may need to take a pause now. Okay. Uh, I would definitely need to put this into various episodes so uh, so that we'll make it into chunks of episodes. Okay. So what's your parting word for us? So 
um, I will give two parties two di- for two different people. For graduates, be inquisitive, be curious. What you learn in school will never be enough for what is currently out here. Our ch- kids are not going to be so forgiven. Kids are now very bold. They will ask us, why are you not rich? We have no reason. The internet is out there. The business is out there. Nigeria is, is explosive. You have a space. No idea is saturated. Every idea is saturated, but no idea is 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 not. How would I put it? Overcrowded. There's always space. So be inquisitive, be curious. Take time to research companies you want to visit. Um, it's okay to be entitled if your value can match your entitlement. If your value cannot match your entitlement, you have to settle for less until you have the experience to demand for more. For recruiters and interviewers, the people you are recruiting are human beings. The value is reciprocal. It's 50-50. You're not doing them a favor by employing them. They are bringing values to you. It costs more to recruit new grads, to recruit new candidates than to retain new ones. So when you're recruiting, show some humility, appreciate the gesture. When interview, give them the attention they want. Stop typing on your laptop. You may be able to get, and don't recruit exactly your job description. Recruit for passion. Recruit for, for, for attitude. If you recruit your job description, job description expires. So you have to put that into consideration. And I'm sure by the Interesting. Interesting. Thank you very much for coming on Career and Employability Talk for today. Thank and you. Definitely, Shane. we're going to have you again. Most we're definitely. We're going to have more episodes, more episodes that we're going to release together. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Do have a blessed day. I want to believe that today's episode of the podcast was beneficial uh, and you enjoyed the guest interview with Teju Folalade. Yes, this is the first part of um, this interview series. Uh, episode uh, 59 will be the part 2 of this uh, podcast um, interview. So stay tuned. Uh, if you have any career-related questions, kindly go to the show notes of this podcast episode at shegwakelde.com slash episode 58 to drop your career-related questions. And don't forget also to subscribe to this podcast so that you will not miss any episode in the course of the year. This is Shegwa Kyodi, the host of Career and Employability Talk, that podcast that is dedicated to take you from point A to point B in your career journey. See you next time. Cheers. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Career and Employability Talk with Shegwa Kyodi. To know more about Shegwa Kyodi, follow his Twitter handle at Shegwa Kyodi at S-E-G-U-N-A-K-I-O-D-E or visit his website www.shagmuakiode.com See you next time.